Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to an all-new episode of Much To Do About Nothing. I am your host, Jawan, and join with me, as always, is Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's good, man? Well, what's good is there are two things that are factual in the history of this world. One of them is OJ did it, and the second one is Kyrie hit that goddamn basketball. They sure fucking did. Those are two things to be true for sure. Uh, but speaking of which, me and Joel are going to break down the Nets, uh, the Knicks loss to the Nets, the New Jersey Nets. Um, we're going to break down that. And we got a few more topics outside of sports to discuss with you guys. Uh, but let's start it off, Joel. I'm going to just say it really quickly. I don't have much of a takeaway from this game. We've, we've known the Knicks to be fighters all year. Uh, there was nothing different here. Um, I do feel as though Peyton and or Derrick Rose would have helped tremendously tonight um, to alleviate the pressure off of um, quickly and Frank, but we don't make excuses. Uh, There was one big thing I learned from tonight, and that is Julius Randle and RJ are really great two A's and two B's. We need that one. We need that one. And that's and, and I know a lot of people are gonna go, well, Julius had 30 and RJ had had 20 something. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about was there was a point in the last three minutes of this game where Alec Burks couldn't buy a shot. Um, what's his name? Reggie Bullock couldn't buy a shot. Nobody. That, right. Nobody. Those are the moments where your star comes in and gets you that bucket you need. And what, I, what I'm saying is of no disrespect to RJ. He's super young, so much more room to grow. Julius Randle just is – he's not hes not that kind of guy. He can go get you a bucket for sure, of course. He's in the NBA. Most guys can do that. But when the rubber meets the road, Julius Randle does sometimes more, – more times – well, no, let me not say that. Sometimes he does exactly what he does, he did to end that game. Um, and again, no shots to Julius Randle. He's been phenomenal this year. Um, I've already said it before. I would love for him to be part of our long-term goal. Um, but a star player 
would not a have made that mistake and b to have allowed three full minutes to go and you couldn't trim that lead a lot closer uh without having to go down to the the wire to do so you just and now in those moments when you're looking to get a bucket and no one else can give it to you that star has to be the one to get it for you um so that's just what i took from this game julius is a great 2a uh rj is a great 2b or however you want to do it between the two of them, but we don't have a one on our team. And games like this will happen more times than not because of that. I mean, that's what this team is made up of. The fact, the fact that we consider them twos uh, is, is a blessing because we didn't yep. think that starting the year. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, and, and, but do you see it? You don't see that as disrespect to those two, right? No, no, they're not superstars. They're not, at least RJ, at least not yet. And, and I don't know if Randall is one. He's not a one. That's not. He's not. He's not a the main dude. He's 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 a he's a he's a, he's a Robin. Uh, and he can definitely you know play the main man on, on a team like this. Right. But at the end of the day, on a championship team, I, he can't do it alone. He definitely can't. You know? And just to give just to give context to our listeners who maybe still don't understand what we're trying to convey here is you would be hard-pressed to find many games in Carmelo's tenure with us where we couldn't score that he didn't just go get us a bucket. I'm not saying he won us every single game, but in a moment where we just needed a bucket, just a bucket, Melo would have gone and gotten that bucket. Um, So that's what I mean. Melo was clearly an alpha, clearly a number one. He just never had a number two. Um, And that's where the problem had always always resided with those Knicks teams. He didn't have a legit number two. So you look at the Knicks now and you're like, well, you have numerous number twos on this team. Quickly, Rose, Randall, RJ, um, but no number one. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest issue that this team had. That and the fact that um, till the Knicks make it to a finals in me and your lifetime, no referee will ever respect how the Knicks play defense, ever. To them, everything's a foul. Everything. Did, did I just see Frank sneeze on Kyrie? Foul. No, we can't do that. You can't sneeze on Kyrie. So, because I could say at least four Frank's fouls were highly questionable. Yeah, at least four. Highly questionable. And to me, it's like, I'm watching it, Joel, and I never say this because I, I'm, I'm not of the old school. But I'm watching and I'm just like, all right, is this – is this for like five-year-olds? Because if, if five-year-olds are playing, yeah, you don't want them playing that rough. But grown men, you're telling me that is too much for grown men? I, I can't. I can't accept that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, was, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it was. It was a at least most of the game. It was a make or miss game. Yeah, and that's a pretty even aside from rebounding. We were getting out rebounding for a while there. But then we, you know, we roared back, and a lot of it was like clutch threes and, and tough defense, and the fact that you know, you know, even though we lost, it was a good, it's a good. It's one of those rare good losses. No, the only thing that makes it worse is that it's fucking against the Nets, right? Uh, and it's you know, like especially the way it ended, it was like fucking terrible. But it was a tough. Then they fought back. You know, they were getting their ass up there for a while there. Um, and they, they they fought back and they fought hard and like, so you can be proud of them for that. They're they were expected to lose and they were expected and they are 
the inferior team, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking about we we have a whole bunch of twos, if barely, right? Yeah. We're talking about we played against a team with two ones. <laughs> yeah. Missing one, you know. I so, mean, it's, I I'm I'm never the one to to kind of come in here and and drag myself and kind of go, but you know, it was a good win. I put this I put this at the feet of Randall, and the reason why I put this at the feet of Randall, besides him just being our leader, is. Regardless if Kyrie touched him, we know he did. So we don't even have to go into that. We can agree on that, right? He touched it. Oh, I mean, I agree. I mean, right. Who, who, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the replay, he obviously touched it. Right. So my biggest issue with Randall is the shot he was attempting to take, Joel, mm-hmm. was way too early. It was too early. It was going to leave time on the clock regardless. So that's why it, it was – he honestly, I feel as though he panicked in that moment. Um, he thought he had to hurry up and get the shot up. I don't think he knew how much time was on the clock. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying he had 10 seconds to ponder. And No, I'm just saying he took it within seconds of getting it. And it was just like, you had a little bit more time than that. <laughs> like, you could have set yourself. Um, so, to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a live and learn. This is, I'm, I'm not one of those Nick fans that goes, Randall lost us the game, or what does he think? To me, it's one of those live and learns, man. Again, he's not – like, if this was Damian Lillard that did it, yeah, I'd be looking at him completely differently. Julius Randle's not that. And, you know, it's again, no shots. It's no disrespect. Um, I think to a degree, deep down, I think he'd probably agree with that. He's not that level of, of player. And if he was, I would tell him, well, there's been some losses this year that if you're trying to say you were in the number one, we probably couldn't have lost then. Um, so again, you know, like when I say I put it at his feet, I don't mean it like I blame the loss on him. I'm just saying these are one, one of the moments to where you live and you learn. You practice this, practice this more than, you know, to where you guys are in situations like this, to where um, when it comes up in the game, you can have a more fluid reaction to it. That was a panic that he had. It just was. Because even if they didn't call him traveling, when he came back down, he was just going to go right back up. And it was just like, it clearly, he clearly didn't have it all together for that shot. The first one or that second one when he recovered. Um, so to me, it's a live and learn. We play Philly tomorrow with no Ju- uh, no Joel Embiid. Um, it'll be another hard fight, a hard dog fight like tonight. Uh, and you got to win it. You know, you, you got to go out there and you got to fight. I'll take, I will take a split between these two teams. But, you know, the fact that we came so close to, you know, finishing this goddamn game, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, if they just made it, just sucks because you're like, if they just made one of those threes where they were clanking for like five minutes, yep. Um, it would have been different. And look, you got this. This is these are one of those games where you're like, look, you gotta make your free throws, <laughs> you gotta make yeah. Your and I was upset with quickly missing, uh, miss what did he miss two? Yeah, he missed two, which is rare, he never misses. And this fucker missed two, yep. Yep, and it's it's funny because I always say field goals, uh, uh, free throws are like field goals in football. Um, to a, yeah. to a, a standard fan, they'll go, oh, he missed a field goal, whatever, he got the touchdown. No, man, because there's going to come a point in this game where you've lost now by that one or two points that you clanked. So to me, it's like, no, they lost by like five or six points. That's not the point. The point is, if he makes those two, and whoever else missed made just one of those. It's a different. It's a different look heading into those last few seconds of that game. Yeah, um, that's a one point game as compared to a fucking. You know, exactly. uh, you need a three to tie. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, 
you know, it's just, it, it's frustrating. It's also frustrating because I don't understand the rules and it's going to be something that I can't, there's no on MSG. So I got to wait for it to go up on YouTube for the, um, the, uh, the press conference for after the game. Cause mm-hmm. Tibbs was asking the same question I asked. How the hell is it a jump on mid court? Yeah. I don't know. And how did you allow the, I mean, we won the, the tip regardless, but to me, it's like, do you know how much better that would have been to have won that tip right by the basket? Mm-hmm. and not have to walk it full court. So, like, those things matter. And it's like, I, I mean, you even had Mike Breen, I was just like, I, I don't understand the rule. Like, I, I guess because, you know what I'm saying? It was, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, they had to do it in midcourt. So no one really, outside of those refs, understood what the hell was going on in, in that call. Um, and usually I don't ever side with the players doing this, but that ref seemed very dismiss, uh, dismissive of Julius's claim that Kyrie touched the ball. So if Julius wanted to put hands, legs, feet, fingers on that ref, by all means, man, do what you got to do. They mm-hmm. don't respect us. We don't get calls. And, and I hate saying that because I hate those whiny fans that are like, oh, we never get called. Find a way to win. Doesn't matter. Find a way to win. But I will say when you're the Knicks, it seems as though the deck is always stacked against you. Whenever you can go, all right, well, maybe tonight we'll get some calls that shrinks by at least 15. <laughs> so, you know, again, I don't like to sound like that whiny fan, but the facts are the facts. We don't get calls. And when calls are called, it's against us. So it, it's frustrating to watch as a fan, but I did leave this game going. We need a number one. And um, uh, CK2K, uh, shout out to him. He was talking about today on his channel about he's confused as to why the Knicks are so interested in Andre Drummond. Games like <laughs> this. <laughs> where you can't rebound worth shit mm-hmm. <laughs> games like this this is exactly why uh the knicks are are, are, are interested in andre Drummond. and honestly because the first thing he was saying and i was like i can't wait to talk to joel about this if you get andre drummond ultimately where is what does that mean for mitchell robinson and to me mm-hmm. all i took that as means whatever it means um i mean at the end of the day i look at it and i say is Mitchell Robinson going to be a problem for this league years to come? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I don't even doubt that remotely. Can Mitchell Robinson score? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So would you turn down getting a player who can do a very healthy medium of both? Or would you keep one guy who can do one of those things tremendously well? To me, I just explained it within itself. I would want the guy who can at least give me a very positive uh, balance of both. And I, again, I'm not saying that uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson is being traded for Andre Drummond, um, but the Knicks being interested in Drummond. That would be more of a buyout thing. Right, right, right. Um, but it, I'm speaking more to Mitch's future going forward, because to me, you don't go get Drummond just to rent him. You, go you don't go Drummond and, and then extend him if you're going to keep Mitch. Right, right, right. That's my point. So I'm saying to me, if the Knicks go out and successfully get Andre Drummond, it is clear that it seems like Drummond is the future for the Knicks, not Mitchell Robinson. Um, oh, the future, but you know he's going to hold the fort for the foreseeable future because he's not like not like he's young anymore. Or anything. Right, right, right. I know what you mean. Um, and I, I tell you right now, this game is immensely closer if we had Andre Drummond. A player like Andre Drummond. Let me not say Andre Drummond. A player like him. Right. I mean, this game closer if Mitch played. 
Yeah, yeah. I give you that 100%. I'll give you that. The only reason why I said a player like Drummond is, I just meant offensively also. Like when you can't buy a shot, a guy that can just go underneath the basket and get it where you don't Mm -hmm. have to rely on. Like also, can I speak to this really quickly, Joel? Mm. Alec Burks was taking three-point shots when we were only down like two or three points. Like you don't need Mm -hmm. that in that moment. You just need a bucket, just a Mm -hmm. bucket. And that's when I got frustrated because I'm looking at RJ like, dude, this is where you shine. This is where you take it to the rack and you get free throws. You know, like we yeah. didn't we didn't need because here's the thing, and and I know many of Nick's writers have talked about this numerous. We don't have great three-point shooters, right? We have guys that can make three-pointers. Right. So you look at Alec Burks and you just go, God damn, if he was like if he was really a three-point shooter, like those would have been really clutch buckets to have. But he's not. So it's like, dude, put your head down and go get it or give it to somebody else that's willing to do so. So, I mean, that just that that really frustrated me because to me, that's my biggest issue. My two issues with the Knicks are they will foul you before they play defense. (laughs) That always bugs me. And then the second thing is they love that three pointer when they don't have three point shooters. (laughs) And it's just. It's uh, it's just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that frustrated me, uh, but you know, <laughs> my my the point is like you can't I can't get too mad because like they were open shots, <laughs> like right. At some point, you just got to make them and just make or miss. That's what I mean. Like some of those shots they they took were like open. I'm like I can't can't really get too mad. It just didn't go in. Uh, you, you got to get mad at little things like getting out rebounded or missing free throws, things like that. You can control, you know, hustle and shit like that. Bad defensive plays here and there. You're like letting fucking um, uh, Jeff Green go crazy in the first quarter. What the fuck was that? 14 points? You're telling me you can't stop Jeff Green? Yeah, stop that that, <laughs> that was just like, all right, hold on, guys. You, you know it's Jeff Green, right? Like, not mm-hmm. LeBron. Like, you could... Like, Right. You can play a little bit of defense here. Well, I mean, stuff like that is what really irks me. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, look, you are you are a hundred percent correct on that. It, it it's the small things. It, it is the small things. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like to me, these are like we've said this at nauseum, Joel. We can even move on after this. We said this at nauseum. These are the games the Knicks have to win. Yeah, you have to. Because it's too close not to. It's too close not. First of all, no one expected you to be in this game. Right. But when you're in it, you got to win it. You got to win it. Games like this when you lose is how Max can go on television and go, see? See? You guys keep trying to sell me the Knicks. Look at this. You got to win these games. It's the only way to change the narrative. The only Mm -hmm. way. Like, I, I, I know people look at what the Nets did with D'Angelo Russell and how they lost close games, but they were they were in them, and then they made the eighth seed, and it was a little competitive for, like, five minutes of the first game, and then it wasn't. Um, but that's not a, that's not a, a proper formula. <laughs> I'm sure if you ask anybody on that roster, they would have liked to have won those games that they were close in. So it's like, no, the formula is to win these games. That's how you truly change the narrative. But that's also with time, you know. That that was a young team, just like we're a young team. It's just they get they get better with talent. Now look at the Nets. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's a whole different team, but you know, it's 
the talent is much it's much it's an upgrade talk about an upgrade you know yeah um i'm looking here uh i don't know why we're getting this for our next our sny uh twitter but james james harden says you heard a lot of knicks fans there oh shit yeah james because we're the new york York team (laughs) in new york brooklyn in new york right um it uh, just makes me fucking sick I, I i've never agreed with you more joel than your well. take of um losing a game like this sucks losing a game like this to the nets is one of those just gut-wrenching things yeah i hate losing to the nets. i fucking hate losing to the nets but you know, it is yeah, unfortunately. Forget about it. I mean, it's better than this game was better than the last time I played the Nets. So yeah, a lot. Well, no, remember that one came uh came close, and then it just didn't. Um, but they were they were well within the last one. <laughs> uh, not this close. No, not this close. Not this close. But I think the last one they only lost by like seven or something like that. Um, In a little long, a little larger margin. <laughs> I feel like it. I feel like it. Maybe I'm thinking they were they were closer like late in that fourth, and then it kind of just expanded. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Um, but they were well within that game, at, at definitely within that late third, early fourth. We were in that game until we weren't. And then yeah. it took 30 point game. Like, what the fuck happened? Um, yeah, so we got Philly tomorrow. We got Orlando Thursday, I believe. And then I think we have a few days break before our next game. I think that's how it goes, I believe. But, but again, one we needed. Um, I'm not of the mindset of putting my faith in, uh, into the trade deadline. If we can get a J.J. Redick, cool. If we can get off someone to get J.J. Redick specifically, cool. If we can get J.J. Redick so the Nets don't get him, even better. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I'm still holding out hope for Lonzo. Still holding out that hope. Still, still, still holding um, I know a lot of people are saying the Pelicans are asking for the world. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, if you had asked somebody before the Knicks made that Rose trade, and, again, I'm not comparing the two, but if you had asked somebody what would it take to get you Derrick Rose, no one would have ever guessed a second round in Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, but it was always going to be less than what Lonzo was going to cost. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying it, it couldn't be worked down from them asking for the world. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I just like to have a player's bird rights. That's the big, that's the biggest reason why I want, I want Lonzo, um, to have those bird rights, but, um, all right. Anything else you want to add to this game or looming trade deadline or anything next? No, I'm over. Yeah. Same here, man. It's just, uh, um, we don't have to get into it because I'm not that, I'm not that kind of guy, but, um, you want to get into, an NFL free agency at all? Uh, I don't. If you want, you could. You know, I, I always enjoy free agency. Uh, my team has been relatively quiet, so it's not really been been big for me. <laughs> but um, overall, you know, it's, it's always fun to see players move around, just like basketball. Yeah, but like I said, I'm I'm not that kind of guy to where, um. I want to talk about what my team's doing. I'd rather wait until they do it on the field. Um, but New England has been spending money today. That's that's all I'll say. Uh, and apparently, from all of my beat writers, it, they're not done. So, sounds, 
money from <laughs> well they still have a, a good portion of money left they, they didn't blow everything um but from what i'm hearing another uh defensive lineman um another wide receiver they're looking at to me i think would be the best thing for new england trade this year's pick uh to cleveland uh with stefan gilmore go out and get obj and i think <laughs> that's all you want be happy yeah because to me, I look, I look at the team last year, and I go, with barely anything, they won seven games. And they were within a few Cam, Cam uh, Newton turnovers late in games, like that Bills game, uh, the two Bills games, from <laughs> making the playoffs. So I'm like, we don't, need, we don't need a full reset. We just need more skill players at the one position where you really need skill players and at mm-hmm. your receivers. So I look at it, John New Smith helps out a lot. Um, but you need someone to take the pressure off of Edelman and someone like OBJ would take the pressure off of the end. And then you can work guys in the middle, like Nelson Aguilar that they just got. If you want to keep, uh, Demir bird, if you want to keep, um, completely blanking on the other kid's name, but, uh, he threw a touchdown pass for us as a wide receiver this, uh, this past year, um, completely that guy, (laughs) uh, but Demir bird and guys like that. So to me, that, that's where my mindset is. And I know a lot of Patriot fans want, excuse me, Juju Smith-Schuster, but you don't have the money now to go get him. All that money you would have paid Juju, you just paid Jonu. Um, So no yeah. Juju, you got Jonu. Uh, and reportedly Jonu was their number one, uh, their number one desire in free agency. That's so. the, I mean, that makes sense because, you know, you know, he likes his tight ends. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hang my hat on this. I think they – uh, re-evolutionized the two tight end set with Aaron Hernandez and Gronk. Uh, they were so good. I don't think people remember this. Aaron Hernandez and Gronk were so good together. New England didn't have a number one receiver. They yeah. were just going to tight ends the entire fucking game because Aaron Hernandez was built like a wide receiver with a tight ends body. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were just setting him wide, putting Gronk in the seams. Uh, they might have had Welker. I don't think so. I think that was when Welker was gone and Julian was starting to, to ascend. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think they re, uh, re-evolutionized that two tight end set um, and how you use tight ends. So, yeah, he really does like like his tight end. So, Janu Smith, and if we can team him up with um, Devin Asiasi, uh, if he can have a, a bounce back year after a horrendous first year, um, <laughs> I, I like how they look. Uh, but yeah, I'm keeping an eye on your Giants too. Seems like Golden Tate is pretty much gone for you guys. So I would like to yeah, see. Yeah, he, he's waived. I would like to see if New England goes after him or Emmanuel Sanders for sure. Uh, both free agents drop by their respective teams. Huge shout out to um, Jameis Winston getting his one year deal to be the Saints quarterback. Well, he said that it's going to be a competition. He says that, but yeah, no, Not- it might actually be. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking Taysom Hill isn't bad, but to me it's like it was like four years or some shit. Right, we make fun of Jameis for throwing almost as many interceptions as touchdown, but I think we forget he threw for a shit ton of yards (laughs) that last year with the Buccaneers. So I'm like, he's shown with some discipline he can be a really good starting quarterback. Um, so here's to him. But I have nothing else free agency wise. Don't really care about anything else. Uh, I care about the Giants for your sake and obviously New England for mine. But I already said what New England did and the Giants have been quiet so far. 
I do think the Giants are going to go after some more offensive linemen. Um, a big lineman is a free agent right now that no one's really been going after. So I'm curious to see if the Giants do that. Um, Who's that? Uh, it's not Cameron Fleming. It's somebody. We had Cameron Fleming. No, not, <laughs> it's not Cameron Fleming. It's shit. I can't remember who it was. I'm trying to see if I can look it up really quickly. Uh, oh, damn, you guys lost Dalvin Tomlinson to the Vikings. I know. Yeah, that sucks. Damn, the, the one thing you 100% need is a guy in the middle. <laughs> that is not that the was, That was our strength, the defensive line. You know, we lost so, our – What position, if you had to choose, is the biggest importance for you heading, in, uh, heading into this free agency? Well, wide receiver and pass rusher. One of the two. So, which one? All right, all right. All right. Let's say you got to pick one of those two. Which one do you think is more important? Probably mm. wide receiver. Even though pass rush is important, but we obviously did okay without a main pass rusher last year. So, like free agency wise, it depends. Like what's what's available. I think there's more pass rushers on the market than there are wide receivers. So. If we can pick up a pass rusher, probably. I tell you what, I don't know how the Giants' money is, but if y'all can go get Juju Smith-Schuster, go get him. I think a guy that we we like is um, the dude from Detroit. What's his name? Kenny Galladay. Galladay, right. That's a guy that seems to be on our radar. Well, if you could do it, go do it. And, and the guy I was thinking about, I believe, is the guy we lost, uh, Joe Tooney. Is a guy. Yeah, I don't know where the hell the Chiefs got all that money from. I that yeah. needs to be investigated. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I mean, think about it. Remember how it was like, oh man, the Chiefs don't have any money. They just gave Patrick Mahomes their whole franchise. Mm. All of a sudden, they have enough money to pay an offensive lineman stupid bazuzu dollars. Come on, come on. Patrick could give back his whole game check and they still they still shouldn't have enough cap to go get that guy. Um and he went to the Chiefs. What a little bitch. Um, but anyway, I can't find a lineman that I'm thinking of, but there is a big name lineman available um that comes from New England. So I'm curious as to why Joe Judge there hasn't been any uh murmurs of Joe Judge, you know, seeing what's going on with that guy. Yeah. Um but anyway, we can move on from sports. We don't usually like to talk sports when the uh, when the Knicks lose. Yeah, it's tougher, much tougher. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to some geekdom. Let's talk. Uh, production for Sonic Movie Two has begun. Uh, mm. what's, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to in that movie? Well, I want to see where it goes, like story-wise. I want to see characters that uh, obviously were not in the first movie, like Tails, like, more of Tails, because we saw like very small part of, part of him, and of course Knuckles. Uh, I'd love to see Knuckles. Uh, grew up with these characters, so I'd love nothing more to see them in not live action, but you know what I mean, <laughs> in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they did a great job with the first one, so I can't wait to see how how they, how they you know pull off tails and knuckles, and do we get to see his world war, like shit like that, you know? Yeah, I, I think my biggest thing is just seeing who the villain, who they confirm as the main villain. I mean, I'm probably gonna be Botnik, I would assume, but um, I I personally think it should be Knuckles, uh, villain turned turned friend by the end of the movie. 
Um, but yeah, but they'll probably if it's if it's anything like the game, they'll work with Robotnik and then turn on him at the end. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so okay, so we're saying the same thing. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, I'm with you. Um, yeah, so that that's all I'm looking forward to. Tails look great. I know what Tails looks like. So you know, my expectation. I mean, not expectation. My um, my excitement to see what he looks like is already been mind blown because we've seen right. it. But just to see right. what Knuckles looks like, and to see, like you said, what they do as a as a story. Are you a fan? Because I know you were probably out of the Sonic games around that time. Were you a fan of the Chaos Emeralds? I mean, they were in the old games. <laughs> oh, did they use Chaos in the old games? Yeah, that's how you came Super Sonic. You collect all the Chaos Emeralds and become Super Sonic. No, but they used the the actual being Chaos. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Okay. So in Sonic Adventures, the Chaos Emeralds can make up chaos. Um, and he was like this liquid being or, or some weird shit. Okay. Um, okay, so I, I figured you, you you didn't, you know, you weren't into that that game. So I figured you wouldn't you wouldn't I wasn't sure if he was in the old games. That's why I was asking. Oh no, um, not, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so you, do you wanna do you wanna see an infinity saga of, for <laughs> for these emeralds? Uh, I would love to see him eventually become supersonic. <laughs> so whatever they got to do to do that, I'll, I'm down. Now, supersonic uh, when he goes super saiyan? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Joel, you might be the only one that disagrees, but this this franchise has to be leading up to Shadow. Shadow has to be your, your Thanos. Is he that powerful? Shadow for Sonic? 100%. A hundred percent. I'm sure someone will say there's someone maybe stronger, but as far as an as far as an adversary, I would say Shadow is probably because remember the whole thing of Sonic is speed, and the whole thing of Shadow is being faster than Sonic. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm just I wouldn't consider a Thanos because you know you don't play with Thanos, you fight against Thanos. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I I know what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't know who else in the Sonic world you could build up to. Me neither. I mean, it's not, Eggman's always he's always the main villain, so it's hard. Right. So that's why I'm saying Shadow could be the guy you build up to, um, and if you want to maybe make him a little a little bit more powerful to kind of really show the heightened stakes, um, you absolutely could. I mean, hell, like like you just said, you said you want a Supersonic, right? Yes. So who's to say that Doctor Robotnik doesn't get Shadow the Chaos Emeralds and then makes him you know makes him uber strong? And then we well, have to see. They're foxes. Details. That's basically what. It is. Right, right. So to me, like, you could definitely build up to that, and I hope they do. Um, but all right. Well, you know that was a popular character. I was a kid too. Say it again. Uh, Robo Sonic. Sonic. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I, I mean, to me, I I like them. Okay, so if we're going phase wise, right? And I don't mean phase like phase one, phase two. I mean phase like movie one, movie two. Um, I would like for them to use him before they get to Shadow. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a great villain, especially if you want to take a break off of Dr. Robotnik um, as, as like the, the face of being a villain for a movie. Um, you can have a robot turn mine of his own um, that, that takes on Sonic and his team. Uh, this is the biggest question I wanted to ask you. I couldn't wait to ask you this tonight. How oh. big do you want this Sonic team to be? I'm always happy with just the three of them. <laughs> if they want to go more, sure, fine. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing more characters in that world, but because there was like an Amy, I think. Yeah, Amy uh, is a lot. Of, 
lot of different characters. Right. I was just curious, how big were you looking for this this world to get? I don't mind expanding it and seeing like other characters, but as long as the focus remains on the main characters and the side characters are the side characters, I'm cool. <laughs> and so you want this to always after this this second one, it's always be the focus of the three of them or just Sonic and Tails? Sonic, Tails, Knuckles for the most part, and then you know, and whoever they feel like introducing. Okay. You know, you know, okay. Then they get get some focus, of course. I'm only asking because I always remember it just being like you said, the three of them, but really, ultimately, it's the two of them. Uh, with right. Knuckles kind of being treated like Vegeta, so where it's like, he'll pop in, but don't don't get it twisted. There's only one main character. <laughs> like it's right. um, So, okay, no problem. Because, I mean, I would personally love a Knuckles, a Knuckles spinoff. Uh, he is not a character that has to be tied to Sonic. Um, Tails is a character you don't give his own movie to. He has to be tied to Sonic. Um, mm-hmm. That's why, in my mind, it's you always have to have at least the two of them, but Knuckles is someone who has the um, the ability to expand into his own. True. I mean, sure. But okay, we're on the same page. Rarely happens. So an argument's coming soon, listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Netflix's Cowboy Bebop has wrapped filming on season one. Um, do you know, is this supposed to air this year? Is it supposed to air this year? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I hope so, considering they're done now. <laughs> so right. I'd love for it to come out at some point this year because I don't want to see set pictures, God damn it! Just give me, yeah. like, emotional pictures, something. I just want to see them in, in, in costume. Let me ask you this. If you see it and it doesn't look, look like how you want it, would you judge it purely off of it being just set photos? <laughs> It depends on what it looks like, obviously, you know. As long as they look good in suits, you know, I'm all right. But, you know, it depends if they're, are they behind the scenes, like, media pictures? And uh, Take it with a grain of salt. They, they look good, like, if they're, like, promotional art or, promo, like, promo pictures, and that's different. I see what you're saying. Okay. You know? so but I'm, if that's, like, go ahead. Yeah, like spy, spy pictures, I'm not going to get too upset right because me and you defended shazam for that people were giving him a lot of shit and it's like dude that's not a promotional photo you have no idea what it's gonna look like uh Mm -hmm. towards the end i mean shit we said that with henry cavill's suit Uh, Mm um like you guys are just jumping to photos that weren't supposed to be taken um like people forget you're not supposed to see that like whenever whenever heroic hollywood's like oh breaking news first look at robert pattinson as as batman and you click on it and it's grainy there's a reason why it didn't come from the batman's official twitter page it came from right. something else well uh, we got we got some damn good shots <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure but to me it's like you know you gotta always take it take it as that you know um I, i've never seen cowboy bebop so uh again i won't i'll allow this show to be my introduction and if I like it, I'll go into the anime. Um, I, I think Cowboy Bebop was around the same time as Trigun, and I kind of went to Trigun um, instead of Cowboy Bebop. Um, not not because I didn't think Cowboy Bebop was good, because like I said, I haven't seen it. Um, but to me at that point, there were so many fucking anime. I mean, like, so many. Um, it reminded me of when we were both kids, and there was just so many saturday morning cartoons it was just like the idea of, and back then you couldn't record them or go on hulu and watch them. Well, you you could record them you just you know it wasn't easy oh with a vcr you're absolutely right 
Yes, you could. Um, and I used to re- I used to record them. I tried, you know. Me, you I, know. I I never knew I could till I got older. So to me, it was just like <clears throat> I missed it, like you know. So to yeah. me, it's just like I didn't have the capacity to watch all of them. So it was I like, said it the other day. I mean, back then you missed something, you probably never see it again. Ever. You know, That's you why know? like to go back now is just like, oh my God, I never knew that was an episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that must have been when I had soccer game and I missed it. Um <sighs> but yeah, but back then it was just like it was just too much. Any Asha, Yu Yu Hockey Show, Dragon Ball Z, Zoids, Gundam, Big O. It was just too much. So I think I think Cowboy Bebop just kind of fell through fell to the wayside for me. So I'm really excited for this show to be what ignites me into enjoying um, Cowboy Bebop. But uh, do you have any expectations or anything specific you're looking forward to for uh, this show? No, I just want to see them in in, in character uh, and obviously their performances. But uh, more or less, I want to see how they look, how they pull off like his, his hair. I'm very curious how they pull off his hair. Um, very curious how I think they could definitely pull off this dude's look pretty easily. Um, they're all easy. I think the hardest thing is fucking this guy's hair. Um, what's his name? Oh, damn it. I forget his name. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I like him because I like that, uh, that one shot movie he did that no one ever talks about. If, if we're, you're talking about the guy from Harold and Kumar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. I can't fucking remember. Uh, I like him too. Like, Hold on, I, 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 I'll pull it up. Hold on, keep talking. He plays Spike, that guy. <laughs> keep talking. Uh, like if you like, if you look at his hair, it's like it's kind of it's like green and black. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's black, but it's all like in certain lights green. John so, Cho. See, I thought you. that, but I didn't want to sound racist if I was wrong. <laughs> but it is John Cho. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I care about the four of them. I want to see how they look. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, like I said, I know I know what these characters look like, but I never watched it. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Really excited. But I it should be it should be doable. <laughs> it's I not mean, it's not a crazy, crazy show, you know. Right. And it's Netflix, so they, they've had some good gems. I know I just shit talked them the last episode we did together, but they do have good content. It's just sometimes it becomes few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know they're capable of it, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, they're doing one piece too, so I'm very sitting here like right. They are doing one piece, so this is this is the tone setter because yeah, I, I still to this day I never watched Death Note, but I love the, the live action they did, I thought it was great. Yeah, so I could never get into the actual show, it just was so fucking slow paced. Um, and that's saying a lot because most anime are slow paced. Um, it was just like it was just fucking dragged. So when I'm watching the the movie, I'm like, man, this is fucking good. Um, and I had every true they call themselves true anime fans chew me out. That was the worst. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill shit ever you must not know what the, the actual anime was like this is horrible i was like okay right, i respect it hey i really upset like i i didn't even hate the bleach uh live action wasn't the best <laughs> but it I wasn't bad you know? i didn't see that or for my full metal alchemist because those are two of my all-time favorites oh i haven't I'm seen favorite. full metal either even though shit, I, like. I will oof, i will rage <laughs> yeah all i know is there were certain choices i was like well they could have done that better they did each go very good but oh, that makes me yeah. happy then uh did he do his bankai no they didn't get that far serious oh. <laughs> it's much <laughs> fun down the line <laughs> <laughs> um to me it's like when you get a chance to do this and you know how hit and miss these shits are go all out man give him bankai there was like, too much daylight. i didn't like that come on That's a lot of that show took place at night fuck i love that <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, <laughs> that's a really good point. All right, let's move on. Um, Kingsley Ben Adir has been cast alongside Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn for Marvel's Secret Invasion series. Ben Adir is set to play the series' main villain, but his role outside of that is unknown at this time. I I think what the report meant was <laughs> who he's playing is unknown at this time because once you tell me he's a main villain you can't then tell me his role outside of that is unknown what isn't that the role the villain <laughs> what do you mean yeah. outside of that <laughs> what, what else what else could there be um to me this means hella blue it's obviously going to be a scroll i just kind of hope it's a super scroll or it turns out to be down the line um that's kind of where I, i'm at because to me i there's very little you can do with scrolls. There just is. I mean, just let's be honest. There's very little you can do with scrolls. There's a reason they came out with super scrolls. Um, so to me, I don't need it episode one, but I do hope it is the end game for them to do super scrolls, especially with him. I am a little familiar with him as an actor. Um, but what does this news mean to you, Joel? Uh, the same shit that, that the, the one we got the news about the Captain Marvel villain. They don't tell me nothing. I don't know nothing. I don't even know the actor that well. So it's like, I'm excited, but also like not excited because it's like, I don't know nothing. Right. Uh, I reported, you know, I only reported because, you know, it's important. You know, Secret Invasion is going to be big and people are going to definitely speculate on who he is. And I have no idea who the villain's going to be. Will it be Super Scroll? Eventually. I don't think it'll be in this show unless Fantastic Four comes out first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because what's the point? If the Super Scroll, especially the one we know, is known for using the Fantastic Four's powers. You know See, I, mean? I okay, you're not wrong. Let me first preface this. No, I am not. 
you're absolutely <laughs> shut up. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. But I always envision Feige's vision for the Super Scrolls to be well beyond the power level, uh, the power set, sorry, that they did in the comics. Like I could see a Super Scroll taking on Captain Marvel's powers or Kamala Khan's powers or anyone else's powers that they might have come in contact with or, or mimicked. Um, so that's how I viewed it. But again, you're not wrong. It could be something they kick down the road for later. Um, my only question is, what would that later be if you're calling this the secret invasion? <laughs> like, it, it, isn't the secret invasion in the comics the culmination of all this? This is instead part of the culmination. So I guess that sets up Captain Marvel 3 or the next Avengers movie. I don't know. It, that's where my question marks begin. Well, I mean, well, it depends. It depends on how they want to use a super scroll, you know? Because that's the point, you know. Like I don't, I don't want, I don't really don't want multiple super scrolls either, you know. Well, well, what's, what's the point? <laughs> like, right. that, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I think he is a super scroll. I didn't think we were about to get an army of them. I think I he think is a super scroll because that might come one. I don't know if it'll be one off the bat, off the you know, off the cuff. Oh no, that's fair. But that's the point I was making. Of there's only but so much you can do with scrolls, so you can't tell me for going forward not just the show going forward he's just a bad scroll like what you know how fucking boring that is like what do you mean they can't do much he needs he to be might, he might be that i mean there are bad scrolls no 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 they are but i'm saying as far as like what they're able to do skill wise it's just like i don't want to see hand-to-hand talos versus this guy like there needs to be something that separates him from all the other scrolls and that to me would be making him at some point like you said at some point a super scroll. Well, well, once we find out what, if he is a scroll, which scroll, that'll definitely give it away. You know, Keller, Clark, that's his name. Yep. Um, but I think if they're hiding, I mean, Joel, me and you just, to me, when, when we hear news like this, yes, we do wait for uh, confirmation, but it's just like at some point we think to ourselves, it's called Secret Invasion, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talos is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're bringing in a notable actor to be the main villain. It's like, I mean, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, you kind of assume at the end of the day, it's probably going to turn into either here or down the road as a super scroll. Um, Cause you know, you don't, you don't bring in guys like this to be nobody. Um, so to me, you know, that, that, I mean, remember me and you, we felt as though, Taskmaster is going to be whoever this love interest of Natasha's is. Um, and we did that from uh, deducing. Like, yeah. we had nothing else to go sometimes off. That's so obvious. I'm sometimes wonder if it's not right. <laughs> like, I mean, we've we've had that before, Joel. So where me and you were just like, oh, come on. And then we see it and we're just like, I didn't know they would go, they would go that route. <laughs> so, um, but it's one of those things where it's like, he's the only one that they have not announced who he's playing. The only one. Legit. So it's like, well, Taskmaster. <laughs> like, someone has to be Taskmaster. Um, so, I mean, you know, this is just deducing with me, but I could be completely wrong. Um, but a show that ultimately will probably be about scrolls more times than not, um, I don't think it's a, ge- a genius thought of me to assume that Super Scroll is where they're heading to with this character um, down the road. And he's not always the main villain. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely right. But all right, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about this trailer because me and you never did. And I'm very curious on your thoughts. So I'm, instead of me going first, I'm going to let you go first. 
But we um, got what I assume is our final trailer for Cruella. Well, uh, your thoughts? Looks all right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, looks okay. Uh, I like the way it's shot. And it's interesting, though. I don't know how much I care about Cruella DeVille, considering she's a dog killer. Um, <laughs> not why why we're gonna have a whole movie about that but um okay you're gonna make me feel bad for her is that what the, the whole thing is and then eventually it becomes a murderer <laughs> um i don't know we'll see uh, it looks okay at least it looks like she looks good as, uh, in the character um never a character i thought i'd get a movie about ever so yeah uh i did love those dalmatians though so we'll see how that plays out <laughs> well I, i'm a fan of it purely because um to me one of the uh biggest problems that i feel as though some of these disney characters have is depth mm-hmm. uh, and i know a lot of people say well do you need it no do you need it of course not did you need a joker standalone movie of course not but you saw it and you enjoyed it so i look at cruella the same way and the way they approached Joker in that movie was very sympathetic. Um, and it was the things in life that turned him into who he was. Um, and remember, the, the biggest thing I want to give Todd Phillips credit for, you had only seen him really truly kill as a Joker once. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, man, these bad things happen. Now he's just murdering everybody. Um, and I thought that was very poetic to show that it, it, it made him. And then you just stopped it there. But... One thing I loved about this trailer was the subtle shot of the Dalmatians. Because the, the whole time um, they were announcing this movie, I was just like, well, I don't want a 101 Dalmatians movie. You know, it's just, to me, it's a stupid idea. I, I don't ever need it. Um, but if you're doing a Cruella movie and incorporating them into it, I'm very interested to see the movie from her point of view. Um, so I think Emma looks amazing. I love that shot of when she kind of, she does something and then on her face, it says it's like a fashion statement. I loved it. I I loved everything about it. I love the flammable dress. Um, I love that. It seems like the dogs just hate her off the rip. (laughs) Like She might not have even done anything. And those dogs just like, yo, I don't know what it is. I do not fuck with this chick. Like, (laughs) Like, she's a bitch. Right. I can smell it. <laughs> I can smell it. I can smell. I know you guys think that's a myth, but I smell it. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited for this movie. I can't wait. She looks amazing. Uh the, the premise looks pretty, pretty doable, pretty understandable. So I'm really excited for it. Uh, because it's different. And I like seeing it from the villain's point of view. We've only ever seen it from the hero's point of view. Comics, cartoons, live action, um, even TV shows. It's always been from the hero's point of view. So the villain's point of view is never bad once in a while. Um, Dog killer. <laughs> I don't support that. I just want to make sure that I don't support that. Uh, the movie just looks good. Dog snapper. Um, but before we get into our last topics, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, or our last topic, sorry, singular, was I did a um, one of those Twitter things uh, today with... Um, Kanan, uh, Ricky Valero, and like a whole bunch of other other geeks. And oh, was that what that was? Yeah, that's what that was. I joined, <laughs> I joined it to be the voice of reason to everything that was going on. Um, but you would have been proud of me, Joel. I defended yeah. CW. 
No way. <laughs> I did. I did. I said that um, um, I was saying how, because, you know, I was talking about how the CW incorporated Barry finding out, you know, what he could really do with the Speed Force in the name The Flash. And they were mm-hmm. saying how they're not going to keep that. And I'm like, well, the dialogue is obviously going to be kept if you watch the Snyder Cut. Now, whether they keep it canon or not, who's to know? Um, but the dialogue does seem like it's it, it's going to stay. Um, but the point I was making was, regardless of how much, because people were saying that the CW looks like it's, you know, it's it's a horrible budget. It's, it's, a, it's a team drama. What, what was the topic? Well, the topic was me saying how, because um, uh, they were saying how Marvel's doing the multiverse first. And if DC comes in and does it, people will think they're copying. And I said, well, technically, no. DC TV did the multiverse. And they were like, well, that's not canon. I said, well, Ezra Flash, that's yeah, what that was. It's, it's, there. Uh, it's not your canon. Fine. You don't have to watch it. <laughs> but you it know? is canon for sure. So that's, that's where we got on it. That's where we got on it. And they were saying how uh, some of them, not all of them, were saying how um, they either never seen any of the CW shows because they heard they were terrible or whatever. And I, sure. the one thing you have to give them credit for is they did things we never thought we would see. Slade was amazing. Slade yeah. was amazing. For what it was, even though, Joel, me and you had to admit, at points it seemed like a Power Rangers episode, that Crisis was amazing. Crisis was awesome, but those action sequences were terrible. Yes. <laughs> they yes. were the absolute worst. But look, and I love that those shows. And I'll be I'll be honest, those are terrible action scenes. But all the budget went into so many other things that I was like, whatever, fine. <laughs> Bad yes. fight scenes. I'm not looking for that anyway. And I um, told him, Joel, that as far as their issues with budgeting and how it looks, Stargirl and Superman and Lois look phenomenal. And they're working off a different budget. They're just airing on CW. Um, but it does not feel like any of the other shows. It feels drastically different. Um, and me and you have said this from the jump. CW shows would be a lot more tolerable if they would shorten their episodes. Mm. It's, as simple as that. it's as simple as that. If we went from 22 to about 15, about 15, I don't think I'd have any issues because you would have to reduce all the filler. Like the fact that last year I had to watch an episode of Barry and Iris for Valentine's Day coming in, in contact with these villains who are arguing, but lo- like that whole premise was just like, all right, bro, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's like, a 20 plus episodes, you know? Right. Like that should have been one of those episodes to where it's like, you don't have to see this if you don't want to. It's like, okay, because I don't. <laughs> like, like I don't, I'll wait till next week. But um, no, there's nothing wrong with the CW shows. I also, me and Ricky also agreed, Joel, that you have to kill off the Snyderverse. Um, you know, Kanan and everybody was like, well, if it does good, they're going to want to do more. Kill if, it off. Go ahead. It's going to fall off if you let it go. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I said, if you let him do more, you will never be able to get people to stop believing that he should do everything. That's true, too. That's true, too. You open that door, the fans will never let you close it again. Like, if, if you have to stop the bleeding now, where you tell people, we enjoyed what he did, we're not going for it. And this is when I was just like, yeah, and we're not going to stick on this. We're going to hit to Falcon and Winter Soldier and wrap it up. But this is when I said, oh, Kanan, you're lucky Joel's not on here. Uh, <laughs> we were talking BVS. Um, and Because I, I was talking about how 
is as great as a visual director Zach is. His plans for this universe are tremendously flawed. And Kanan was just like, give me an example. I said, Kanan, he killed a Robin before we even knew who the hell Batman was. Oh, bro, who cares? It's Robin. Who cares? Kanan. Kanan. It matters. <laughs> but I'm like, Joel, what I think he wasn't getting was Kanan. We didn't even properly know who the hell Batman was yet. And you're already telling me the, the most important thing to happen in all of Batman's career has already happened. We didn't yeah. even get to see the fallout of it. Yeah. I mean, why would you start at the end <laughs> of your career? I don't get that. I don't That's understand. What I'm why would you do that? That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I wanted to say this, but I didn't want to keep talking to everybody. I, I wanted to ask him, Kanan. So you enjoyed that Man of Steel, right? Yeah. You enjoyed BVS, right? Yeah. All right. Tell you what. Next movie, uh, Superman's gone forever. And it's just Supergirl's world now. Oh, my God. I guarantee God. you'd care yeah. then. Guarantee you'd care then. So I'm like, it, it, things like that do matter. It, and it was a non-spoiler, so I couldn't say um, what you told me about Zach's original plans of Batman dying. Well, in his it's movie. out there. But yeah, so all I, right. I wasn't sure, and I didn't want to be the guy to make someone think that that has something to do with, with what's coming out. Friday. <laughs> I just didn't oh. mention it, but... Um, I mean, they kind of give it away at the end. <laughs> they for sure do. They for sure do. Um, and the biggest thing that I said there was, Joel, that um, a few people agree with me. You can't have a multiverse because when you do that, you strip you strip away my my caring for these characters. So it's like, all right, here's Superman. And it's like, damn, I really love this Superman. Well, guess what? You'll never see him again. Then what do you do it for? Yeah. It's frustrating. You can you can have a multiverse. You can't. But what they're doing is so fucking weird. Well, I don't like having a multiverse in the all in the same movie world. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. CW being its own thing and being part of a multiverse is fine because no one gives a shit if you never saw it and don't like it. Don't fucking watch it. That's fine. <laughs> the point is, yeah. it's a part of the multiverse. There's a whole bunch of weird fucking universes. That's the point. Um, but the fact that you're trying to do a multiverse in theaters is where things get fucking weird, especially when it's not drastically different. And this the Batman is not drastically different than all the other Batman we've gotten. Is right. it doing the detective thing? Yes, but the, honestly, is it that much different than any other the Batman we've gotten? Nope. No. And now the Superman thing will be. <laughs> and the most frustrating thing is, Joel, like I said, you have to earn an Elseworld movie, which means you have to establish who your Superman is, who your Batman is, who your Wonder Woman, everybody is. And once you've established that, right, then you can tell people, yo, how cool would it be if there was a Superman that grew up in Russia and turned out to be evil? Then people right. would go, oh, shit, yeah, that would be dope to see. But when you don't have a Superman established and you have not said that Henry Cavill has been relieved of his duties, you're right. talking about bringing in the new Superman. Now you want to do another Superman. So your fan base is sitting there going, which one am I supposed to care about? I mean, you care about all of them if you want, because there's a lot of people that care about the fucking CW one right now. So my to me, to me, that's part of something. So I get that. Like you'll see this Superman next season, the season after that, yeah. and crossovers. It's right. different than me telling you Red Sun, but that's one movie and you'll never so see it's a one-off, right? right. It's, it's never coming. And that's fine too. Like I don't mind one-offs, but 
why there's so many other characters that need attention and why another superman movie and not the original superman that we've been trying to develop you know what i mean like that's my biggest issue and then Um, i said and then i said because they were saying how they love how marvel was able to take uh characters no one ever cared about yes that's what i mean yes i said but here's where you're here's where dc has an advantage we have yet to see the best of their best characters let alone the best of their secondary characters. But that's what makes it frustrating. Was exactly. When will we ever? Exactly. <laughs> like, and last thing I'm going to say, Joel, then we can get to our last topic and get out of here. I said, here's where DC messed up in my eyes. And I really, truly meant in me and your eyes. There yeah. should never be a world, ever, any world. You can choose a multiverse world. Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth 3. There should never be a world where I have a Harley Quinn movie before I have a Green Lantern movie. True. Ever. Everyone died laughing. Because I'm like, you guys understand exactly what I'm saying. And you have to stop with this mindset of, the first one was so bad, we could never do another one. Yeah, that was that's terrible. That's terrible thinking in general. Your last Superman movie didn't do well before you did Man of Steel. And right. you did Man of Steel. That's right. So what are we talking about here? We're on our 19th Batman movie. I'm exaggerating. But it's like the A Millionth Batman movie. Right. You've had some clunkers in between. But you're telling me one bad Green Lantern movie means we can never see the light Right. You fucked up once. You can never see the delight of day again. I'm like, like bro. Come on, man. I've seen Harley Quinn 90 times, and I can't get one Green Lantern. Right. The fact that he was left out of the Justice League movie. Uh, I mean, there were lanterns in the movie, and I love seeing people's faces <laughs> when they see that, that one from the from the from the theatrical cut because he's in that one too. I'm right. like, it's not nice. I mean, it's you can see him better, and <laughs> there's a little bit more time, <laughs> but but that's about it. <laughs> it's, right. it's the same character, and then you get another surprise like little Green Lantern cameo. But again, it's he's fucking dead, and it's Kellogg. Surprise. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um. But yeah, it, it it it's just frustrating. But um, I definitely want to do a a uh, a show where me and you. I I think someone invited me to do a show Sunday uh Sunday afternoon, um, where they're breaking down this Justice League cut. And I feel like there's gonna be so more people that are like, yeah, you should carry on with this universe. And it's just like, no, no, sit down, shut up. No, you should not have an opinion if that's what you want. No. No, I don't look. No, I don't no. mind if this this universe continues. My only issue is that I just want. I want to see the Justice League again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even know what he's planning now because at least I knew what he was planning before. But I, it could be something brand new. Maybe he'll introduce the character sooner because I know he was going to bring in the Green Lantern at some point. Problem is, like knowing where he was going before, it was it was finite. It was gonna. It was you know. It's gonna. It was gonna end. It really was. Like so, I don't know. If there was plans to expand past his Justice League movies, you know, no. um, the way that's looking now, like the whole multiverse concept, like we don't know exactly how far they're going to go with it and what the fuck they really mean by it, right? Because it seems they're just saying it as as just it's fun, and it's really meaning Batman is it's on its own. That's all it is. Because right now, as of right now, the Batman is its own thing, not connected to anything. The rest of the Everything else so far seems to be connected except this new Superman movie. We don't know anything about that, so we'll just put that to the side for now. The point is, everything else is connected within Snyder's old universe, right? Right. So this is, let's say it's an alternate timeline, right? This current the timeline they're going to go forward with, right? Yeah. So you basically have 
a whole bunch of characters you can go with. Problem is now, let's say you do Justice League again, or you try to do a Justice League that's not connected to Snyder, right? It's a, the, the Justice League, it's its own, its own new thing, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, well, again, it's only a problem because we don't know what the fucking plan is. So the Flash, as far as we know, the Flash is introducing a whole bunch of different characters, right? Supergirl's going to be in it. Uh, there's going to be like two fucking Batman, maybe more. Um, and it looks like maybe Michael Keaton's Batman will replace Ben Affleck's Batman in this main continuity. I don't know how if that's the, a fact, but that seems to be the popular theory, right? Yep. So let's say that's the thing. We have a fucking 80-year-old Batman. And you're going to tell me you're going to introduce Batgirl? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to use Batgirl instead of Batman in this next Justice League movie and maybe Supergirl instead of Superman? Is that what you're, that's, that what you're telling me? That we're going to lose Batman and Superman, basically, in the first movie? Joel, you, you're preaching to the choir, man. <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. It's, it's, it's the worst possible outcome. It just, it just doesn't make sense. So, like, that's why I need to see what else was planned because that it does i just don't see how that's a, a good idea <laughs> I, to, me, to me i i always view both as a lose-lose i view the one side as a loss from warner brothers or at&t whoever the fuck is pulling strings over there because they clearly don't know what they're doing i don't care that they say they have a plan i can tell you right mm-hmm. now if you said juan uh what's your plan to to be rich before you're 31 well i have a plan that doesn't really mean i have a plan that just means i told you i have a plan so you get mm-hmm. off my back. So that's how I view that. They don't have a plan. I'm sorry. They don't have a plan until they actually say what the plan is and then execute it. Because we've heard plans before that they did not execute. So to me, that's a loss. The other loss is Zach's vision, again, like you said, could change. Could change, might have changed, could have changed, whatever. Whatever you want to view it. But his plans were plans that no one should ever have for starting a universe (laughs) no not at all so again again i'm only working in the in the uh in the ignorant right so until i hear what his new plans are or revised plans that's as stupid as (laughs) what warner brothers is currently trying to do so to me that's why i view it as a lose lose neither side knows how to properly handle this this ip unfortunately unfortunately and it makes me very sad to my core every day because this is the strongest ip in all of comic book history and you can't find a way to make even some of it work yeah we just finally got an acceptable cut for this justice movie recently uh in in zach snyder's version of the movie which was four hours fucking long yeah um but at least this cut was, uh, they're all in it for the most part. Except, again, except for the Green Lantern. Um, spoilers. Um, and that, again, it will always never be the best Justice League movie because it decided, they decided early on that they were going to exclude the Green Lantern from this movie. I'm like, I, I'll, that'll, that'll never fly with me as a fan of the Justice League. Uh, no. <laughs> like, not, not, especially not for Cyborg. Are you crazy? Oh, no. Yep, I am 100% with you. Me and you are going to do a spoiler uh, review episode. Uh, we won't put it out until Friday, but me and you should definitely shoot uh, record a spoiler. For Justice League? Yeah, for Justice League. I'm definitely going to watch it again Thursday. It's just... And look, I enjoyed it. We both enjoyed it. We both liked it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, it, it was a good movie. Uh, it was a much better movie than the theatrical cut. A lot of visuals. 
It's very different. Uh, definitely more coherent. Um, and I do want to see, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing where it goes, like, further from that. Uh, and look, that movie definitely ends. Like, if you don't, like, count the last act, if you don't want to, the last 25 minutes that he added for, like, to, to basically tease a sequel, if they, like, if they ever want to go in that route. Or force a hand at one. Right, well, exactly what I mean. Like, he, he put it out there to definitely tease something. But, like, if you cut that part out, the movie ends not that different from Justice League, the, the theater, you know? Yep. Um, but like I said, I'm working from a standpoint of ignorance, so I, I, I think what both have planned or had planned is stupid till I see differently. Um, Hard to defend, and it's, and it's frustrating because I fucking love DC. Yep. Same here, man. So we both grew up with, with that IP being the more dominant IP, which is why living in today where Marvel has gained that is just frustrating. And, and, and we don't mean, when me and Joel say that, we don't mean like, damn, we hate that Marvel's doing good and DC's doing bad. No, no. to us, no. it's more of, we want to see them both do well. Right. We can't hide the fact that our favorite IP does come from the other side. Um, <laughs> but we do want to see both sides flourish and do well. It's what, it's what will keep them going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So to me, I view it like Mad TV versus Saturday Night Live. I'm sure neither one of them wanted to see the other do bad because if someone grows stale with one, it's not long before they grow stale with both. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I grew up Mad TV being my thing. I didn't hate on anyone who loved Saturday Night Live. Same thing with DC and Marvel. DC was my thing. Why? Because it was more dominant as an IP when I was growing up. Um, but man, when Marvel took off, I was just like, this is great. And then I was like, DC and Marvel both taking off. Let's do it. Yeah. And again, Joel, you're my witness. I said BVS would blow out Civil War. And I stood on that. I was dead wrong, but I stood on that. Um, it's no offense to Civil War, but it should have. <laughs> it should have. The culmination of three of the biggest characters in all comic book history not yeah. blowing out, seeing B-level heroes come together. I'll never get it. <laughs> I'll yeah. never get it. I'll I never get that up. <laughs> yep. Um, but all right, our last topic of the night is uh, the final trailer for Captain America uh, for uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sorry, I'm moving ahead of myself here. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the final trailer to lead us into the season premiere this Friday. Uh, it does seem like Joel, maybe mm-hmm. I, no, I'm not gonna say that on there, I'll, I'll text you afterwards. But uh, mm-hmm. we're heading into our first episode of the season. Um, what were your thoughts on the final trailer and your excitement for the uh, the beginning of season uh, season one for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, well, I usually stop watching trailers at this point, but this one was really good. <laughs> like I saw just, and the only reason I watched it is because of how it started. Like that whole scene with him throwing the shield at the trees and him flipping and catching. I'm like, that's fucking cool. I wanted to see him working with the shield like that. That was cool. That that brought me. I'm like, all right, what else are they gonna show me here? Well, tease me, please tease me. And I watched the rest of the trailer. It was a good trailer. And I mean, a lot of it was stuff we've seen. And then they teased us some with some new stuff, but nothing crazy. Um, but I really can't wait. This, this again, this is the show that I've been waiting for the longest. Like, like I, I was excited for WandaVision, but I, Falcon Winter Soldier is the show I've been waiting for. Like that's the one I was hypest for. So I'm really like psyched for this show so everything i've seen so far i really loved and i've heard i mean we've already gotten some reviews on the first on the first episode so like i, I 
and it's so far so good. So I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I, I know when we did our show Saturday, they had asked me what my most anticipated show was. And I said it was Kamala Khan till I heard Oscar Isaac was going to be Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was just like, oh, well, <laughs> that's out the window, Moon Knight. Um, but this show to me, what intrigues me the most is um, I want to know who these flag smashers are. Um, mm-hmm. Is that super soldier serum? Mm-hmm. Are they mutants? Uh, do they mm-hmm. have abilities? Um, what What's going on? Why are they so goddamn strong? Right. Um, so I want to see that. I want to see if it leads to a singular person by the end of this this season, because uh, we know the Flag Smashers was led by a particular person. Um, or if they're just going the female route that she's she's the the uh, right. she's replacing his character. I, I don't mind. I, I don't have a preference. I'm just saying I'm curious, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, the one thing I'm curious about, Joel. Oh, actually, two. Uh, so the first thing I'm curious about is it looked like the one scene when you freeze frame it, not from this trailer, maybe two trailers ago, uh, where Bucky was fighting. It looks like it's within Madripoor in that nightclub. It looked like whoever owns that nightclub has dead scroll heads on the wall. Yeah. Yes, I'm really interested in how the hell that's even possible. How do how do common people know about scrolls? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not a thing. Um, so I'm curious about that. And uh, most importantly, I just said the name. I'm curious about Madripoor. Do we get any mentions of anything outside of Madripoor? Um, really curious oh. as to why they picked that city. Um, so you know, and then of course Zemo looks amazing. So seeing if Zemo leads to Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, opens the door for that, especially, I think, like, I really do think, Joel, they're either going to put this chick from this show in Thunderbolts or the pick that I've been praying they use, which is Ghost. I hope they bring Ghost back to bring her into the Thunderbolts. Um, but I am really curious if we see the, uh, the, um, the breadcrumbs leading up to Thunderbolts. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna probably get some Thunderbolt uh, tease teasings um, in some capacity. Um, hopefully, you know. But, I mean, we, we've heard rumors about Thunderbolts for a long time now. So, mm-hmm. and I'll probably, you know, it doesn't, and it's one of those teams where you don't have to be super accurate with the team either. Not and just do whatever, you know. We like, there's no popular version of that team where as long as Red Hulk like, is there, really, that's all I care about, Joel. Well, even Red Hulk, like Red Hulk, that was my favorite version of Thunderbolts, but that was like an anti-hero team. That wasn't even right. the original Thunderbolts. Not that that any of the original team members need to be there either, but <laughs> we'll see. Me, go with the most popular. That's what I'll do. Go I don't even know. What, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what what would be the most popular. I think our version. I think the version me and you favor is the, is the most popular. I think if you ask just average comic book fans, they probably know the Thunderbolts to always have Red Hulk. Well, definitely didn't <laughs> but yes uh no, that... no, no 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 i'm not saying they always did i'm saying if you just ask just casual uh comic book readers <laughs> they probably only know the thunderbolts to have red hulk like that mm-hmm. version is what i'm saying right my only apprehension about the whole red hulk version of the thunderbolts just again it just seems like they're going to use villains like you said that you want to see ghost on there i could see that happening and maybe some other characters the one with Red Hulk didn't have any main villains aside from maybe the leader, who was right at the point at that point for some reason. Uh, but everyone else was like an anti-hero, like I said, Ghost Rider, Venom, fucking Punisher, Elektra, 
Deadpool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't expect to see that group anytime soon. But uh, yeah. a hodgepodge of what uh, whatever villains are left over that they want to throw in there, almost like a Suicide Squad. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening, and especially with the guy that created the original Thunderbolts team, um, Zemo. Yeah, definitely something. Yeah, it's it, it's funny. I'm gonna end it on this. Uh, the running joke on MCR is. I'm sick of uh, sick of Hollywood forcing Anthony Mackie on me. Um, so I'm like, ooh, a new Xbox commercial. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I get past that. Right. You know that the Knicks today to promote the game tonight mm-hmm. use an Anthony Mackie meme? And I'm just like, all right, all right, come on. Like, America, I get it. <laughs> you want us to like Anthony Mackie. I get it. Goodness <laughs> gracious. And they asked me, like, why does it bother you so much? I'm like, because I I lived through the Sam Worthington era where they were legit putting that man in every movie possible to sell him. And after a while, I was just like, all right, guys, it's just not working. (laughs) We don't like Sam Worthington. And then he disappeared. And I was just like, thank you. He's not good. Um, So I just look at this and I'm just like, all right, we get it. You love you love Anthony Mackie. We, We get it. Um, but all right, Joel. So the next time uh we are on air, we will have seen the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and yeah. we will have come a step closer to King Kong versus Godzilla. Um in yeah. Mortal Kombat. By the way, that was a beautiful poster Mortal Kombat just put out. Yeah, it was cool. I can't wait to see this damn movie. I can't, like, we, I can't. Got, we get to see more of Cole Young and what the fuck he's all about. I don't know what the fuck he's all about, but I'm very curious. I'm also curious if unless because uh, I to me, it'd be smart marketing if they waited until after the movie came out and then announced Mortal Kombat 12, or <laughs> if they waited until after the movie to announce that Cole is the new is, is a new unlocked character for for Eleven. That that'd be cool too, you know. Because yeah. right now, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, because I'm like maybe that's possible. Considering, I mean, I have no doubt he'll probably be in the next game. Right. But if he's like a DLC early on, you know, that's really cool too to help promote the movie. And also, because usually what they do is they do a Mortal Kombat and they do something else and then they go back to Mortal Kombat. So right now, after 11, they're probably going to do whatever, hopefully another DC fighting game like they did before. Like we've had Injustice 1 and 2. So either Injustice 3 or something new. And then they go back to Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? To me, I always say marketing is, is, is huge. And the best way to market these films that don't really have much to go off of besides its fanfare, pull it into something. Whether it's a tie-in comic, a tie-in cartoon, a tie-in video game, uh, attach it to something. That way, it just it it only heightens it. Because I'm sure there is, um, uh, there are people out there that are a little apprehensive about going out or not going out, but about watching this because of the track record of video game movies. Um, sure, can we defend that by saying Sonic and Detective Pikachu? Yeah, but you'd have a lot of people that would say two, two. Out of the a million they've made, <laughs> you want me to jump on board? Um, so to me, tie it into something, man. That always just adds more eyes and ears. Um, so hopefully he is a DLC. So anyone that loves Eleven that maybe didn't want to rush to see the movie, now is like, well, now I have to. I have to. Who this character is. Yeah, um, I like this character. He's in the movie awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love Joel. Um, but all right, so we're doing this show uh, back on our, our Monday nights as usual. So that means we have not seen The Flash or um, Superman and Lois yet. So stay tuned next so, week. Right Batwoman, though. I was just about to say, but we did see Batwoman. You want to give your quick thoughts on that? Uh, sure. 
Um, it was a decent episode. Um, it kind of had some weird. Uh, now we kind of know how they're gonna heal her fucking kryptonite poisoning. Um, they gave us a little bit of a backstory on um, what's her name again? Sophia. Sophia. Yep. Definitely some type of. It kind of felt similar, like an Amazonian type of story there for a little bit. I was like, really? Is that where they're going with it? Because that's interesting. <laughs> I also um, did like the parallel between you're clearly making her Ra's al Ghul and right. instead of the fountain, <laughs> it's the flower. Right. Basically, yeah. The fu- Instead of the, 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 the thing that can revive you, it's the thing that can heal you from anything. Right. Uh, that's true. Very true. Good, good parallel there. Um got and now we basically know that she basically created alice at least the version of alice that we know mm-hmm. uh and fucking that shit is crazy that poisoning she almost basically died in this episode but she's she's still kicking somehow <laughs> um did you see the trailer to next week's episode no i did not okay so the, the trailer just ends with uh i think it's sophia saying you wanted to see your sister. Here she is, and like the door opens. But oh. I think it's—I I think the gist of the trailer is that Ryan tracks her and goes to the actual island. Um, I was going to ask you if you saw it. The over/under that you thought we would actually see Kate, but to me, when I saw that, I was just like, "I'm not stupid. She's going to open the door, and it's Ryan." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not stupid. Like, come on. See that woman. What? <laughs> right. Um, but it did bother me a little bit of Ruby Rose kind of throwing her support of like, yeah, 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 I would, I would, I would gladly come back, you know. And I don't think it'd mess up the story at all. I've never wanted to curse more in my life. We had to change this whole story because you left, you stupid idiot. What do you mean <laughs> no, you wanna... if you came back? <laughs> yeah, she said like in a cameo, nothing serious. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, you're gone. We don't ever want you to come back. Like, I honestly do want the Kate story to end this season and never be brought up again. Uh, she wants to do that little stupid cameo. Story. But this this much of, of a story plot that she's not actually physically in, I don't mm-hmm. want that ever again. No, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Word. Um, but all right, that's all me and Joel got for you guys. Nick's loss, so our night in morning technically is off to a horrible start. Um, <laughs> we will see you guys next week, hopefully with a winning record. Um, but till then, guys, we will see you same time, same place. Till then, peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.